You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Welcome in, everybody, to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. I am your host, Kate Madjuke. You can follow me on Twitter at FFBallBlast. As always, I am joined by my co-host, Marcus Mosher. You could follow him on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. As always, give the show a follow at Locked On Dynasty. Hit that subscribe button and leave your five-star reviews wherever you listen to your podcast. Help others find the show. Happy Thursday, Marcus. We are here to duel today. Yeah. Uh, I'm really excited today, Kate, because we get to talk about maybe your favorite player in fantasy football, uh, and I think we're going to have some differing opinions. I think we are, and I still I still don't understand it. I still <laughs> I can't uh, I, I can't fathom why anybody wouldn't like my guy. That's right. We're talking about Zach Moss. For those of you who have not who have mm. not been uh, in my loop for the last season, uh, Zach Moss <laughs> is my guy. Zach Moss is my wife's guy. Uh, we are just so all in on Zach Moss. And I'm ready for the 2021 breakout. We're talking second year running backs today. So uh, in addition to Zach Moss, we're going to talk about some other potential breakouts in the 2021 season. Uh, Maybe a little bit of uh, A.J. Dillon. I don't Mm. know. How about Mm. how about a little LaMichael P. Ryan for your for your taste? Uh, We're going to just we're going to get into it and see who we think has the potential to break out. Marcus, where should we start today? I mean, I think we have to start with Zach Moss. And Kate, I think it would be a shame if I didn't allow you to go first. Make make the case for Zach Moss and why he's going to break out in year two. Let me start off by just saying that the only argument that I can find that is somewhat legitimate in terms of uh, touting the, uh, you know, the unathletic ability of Zach Moss is his lack of top-end speed. No, he is not a speedster, but that is not at all what makes him a special running back because uh, he doesn't need the speed. He's one of the most elusive running backs in the NFL. He was PFF's second most highly graded running back, and I'm not sure that you can find a guy who's more elusive and more uh, broken more tackles in his career, that's falling this far in Dynasty Fantasy football drafts. You are looking at a guy who was drafted in the third round. Yes, I know, third round draft capital just doesn't translate to fantasy production, but he absolutely dominated in his time at Utah. He had a PFF rushing grade ranked among the top 15, broke. 0.33 0.33 tackles per rush attempt, third highest broken tackle rate in the NCAA in that span. He's Javante Williams, uh, but he has a better adjusted speed score. Did you know that? Did uh, you know I, that? I, I did know that. Um, he, keep going. <laughs> he's got the receiving chops as well. We didn't really get to see it in his first couple of seasons at Utah, but finally broke out as a receiver in his final season and ended up being one of uh, the best running backs, top 10 in yards per route run. I'm not sure there's a lot that there isn't to like about Zach Moss. We saw what he was able to do with very limited work. Uh, Just for those keeping track, he scored one fewer point than Cam Akers. 
one fewer point, who you are drafting in probably the second round of your fantasy drafts. And it took him more touches to do it. What am I missing? All right. All right. Are we, are we going to actually have our first big fight on this podcast? Your like, only is argument is speed. I'm not sure. I can't figure out. I've, I've watched so much tape. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can't I can't understand. Uh, maybe the argument is that he's too physical a runner. Is that is that the argument? Because well, he doesn't require he has the low center of gravity. He does. He, he does. has the ability to even at, like for his size. I think he moves really well to avoid tackles. But even if he doesn't have the speed to avoid the tackles, he's strong enough to force a missed tackle. What what am I missing? Help me. So. We can first talk about the player, and then we'll talk about the situation. So the center of gravity, the size is actually fine. The speed is a little concerning. Because Why aren't you just... concerned about Javante Williams' speed? Oh, I mean, I, I am concerned about it a little bit, but I'll, I'll get to Javante in a second. Um, because he doesn't have elite speed, he's just not going to have very many long runs. He actually only had four runs last year of 15 or more yards. It's not great. Um, so if you are one of these grinder types, and I, let's say we've seen this type of running back be successful before in the NFL. I'll give you a good example, right? David Montgomery, who actually I think is a very similar type of player. You have to get a lot of volume. And that's my biggest problem with Zach Moss is, first and foremost, that Buffalo offense. It just doesn't seem like they're all that content to, to run the ball. And when they do, they want to split up the carries between Devin Singletary, Zach Moss, and and Josh Allen. So for Moss to be fantasy useful, he's got to be super efficient. And if you don't have the ability to break these long runs and turn, you know, a carry into a 40 yard gain and a touchdown, I, I just don't see the upside here unless, unless, unless he becomes the lead back there and he is getting 18 touches a week, but I just don't think we're there yet. Kate, but towards the end of last season. So, I mean, his rookie season, I will say we, we saw a lot of injuries. That was not yes. that yes. was not a, a good showing for him in terms of uh, he had a, a turf toe injury, ended up with an ankle injury at the end of the season. Wasn't fantastic, but towards the end of the season, we did start to see him take on an increased workload. He was getting the work. All right, I, I don't. It's not going to be Cam Akers' level of work, but. Isn't there something to be said for the value of Zach Moss and the upside that he has for touchdowns? Especially, I mean, we always use that argument. Uh, he's with a rushing quarterback as a plus for efficiency. If Zach Moss is fully healthy in the 2021 season, I mean, clearly the Bills mm. had no problem with their run game. They didn't take a single running back in the draft. Clearly they're happy could- with the crew they have. Because I, I just don't know if they're going to run it. Like we saw in the playoff game, was it against Baltimore, where they had, was it two running back carries in the first half? I just don't think this team is all that interested in giving a ton of carries to the running backs unless they're up in games late in the third and fourth quarter. And that is when I think Zach Moss is going to have value. I just, I have a hard time believing, like we saw last year, Kate, right? It was weeks 13, 14, 15. He got 13 carries, 13 carries, 12 carries. I don't think it's all that impossible or unlikely for him to have very similar games like that this season. But in those games, right, 13 carries for 43 yards, 13 carries for 81 yards, 12 carries for 57 yards and a touchdown. 
I think that's kind of what you're going to get this year. And for me, the upside just isn't there yet. I know the price is really nice. He's RB40 right now in Dynasty League football. I guess he's just not somebody I'm overly excited about, but he's not somebody I hate either. See, I'm just very excited. I think the fact that he is the clear goal line line back. I mean, there's literally no situation. It's either Josh Allen or it's Zach Moss. Devin Singletary has completely worked himself out of the equation there. Yes, yes. I, now, Singletary is certainly still going to have a role on this team, right? He's still going to have a role. Red zone. He's still yes. going to have a role. But I, I think if you're looking at which of these running backs are you going to take, it's got, it's got to be the guy with touchdown upside, and that's Zach Moss for me, 100 times out of 100. Now, let's take a quick break. Let's cool down. Okay. Well, we'll we wasn't too heated though. We're good. That, they didn't get no, too, because uh, you know what? It I was think civil. it was civil. Uh, I think we both agree <laughs> that the opportunity is not as much. Like I would just love to see Zach Moss in a role where he can just keep getting fed and fed and fed. Because be he nice is one of these guys. I think he really feeds off of that contact. He's one of these yes. guys that gets stronger yes. as the game goes on. As he gains more touches, he really, because he's so physical, I think he's really good at wearing down defenses. And they didn't give him a lot of opportunities to get hot. I just think with a healthy Zach Moss this season, we're going to see something different. I'm, I'm, I'm all in on Zach Moss. <laughs> Shocker. Uh, we'll take a quick break. And then when we get back, I want to talk a little bit about A.J. Dillon. Wanted to tell you guys about Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, MLB, and NHL are in full swing. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV with real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. All you have to do is use the promo code LOCKEDON. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Welcome back into the Lockdown Dynasty Football Podcast. We are talking second-year potential breakouts. A.J. Dillon is not going to have, or probably not going to have, the Mm. breakout we were all hoping for. My goodness, if you were able to trade him away before we had the Aaron Jones contract in place, you probably made out because he was being looked at as a you know top 24 dynasty running back. Yeah, and I still don't know what to do with A.J. Dillon, to be honest. So I'm going to kind of talk my way through this. Um, there's a lot to like about A.J. Dillon, right? The size, the speed is, is phenomenal. The situation, I think, is pretty good, regardless of Aaron Rodgers as a quarterback or not. The offensive line is pretty good. And even during his rookie season, Kate, like I know he only totaled 263 yards, but he did average 5.5 yards per touch, 5.3 yards per carry, I still think there's an outside chance he's the next Derrick Henry because we saw a very similar season from Derrick Henry as a rookie. Now, Henry was more productive, but, you know, super efficient. Um, but the, the Aaron Jones contract is still, it's a problem, right? Because it, it seems like Aaron Jones is going to be there for the next two years. Is Aaron Jones and, DeMarco Murray? Potentially, right? 
of the situation, perhaps. Now, obviously, he we saw his big breakout game come week 16 against the Tennessee Titans. It was a fantastic game for them. They were up uh, a, what, lot, a lot. They were up a lot. And he was fed the ball very graciously. Saw 21 total carries for 124 yards, two touchdowns. Added one reception to back that up. Um, the upside's very high. I think we've all seen enough pictures of his thighs to know that he has fantastic strength. I think if they let him work around the goal line, that's going to be tremendous. But, uh, I mean, there are technically uh, some carries to be had here because of the departure yes. of Jamal Williams. And I also want to mention that A.J. Dillon was one of these players that tested positive for COVID. Uh, I believe it was November 2nd. So it was right in the middle of the season. Uh, He missed, I'm looking at it now, one, two, three, four, five weeks of the season. Uh, And actually, he missed week 13 as well. He he was active, didn't get a touch. Um, We've kind of seen now there's quite a few players in both like the NFL and NBA. When they get COVID, it takes them a while to kind of get their conditioning back. So... I wouldn't be surprised if A.J. Dillon looks even better next year or this upcoming year after kind of beating COVID and getting over it. So I think there's a chance to add value. And then on top of this, Kate, right, like the Packers took him in the second round. Like they're going to want to get him touches. Like this is just the way the NFL works. The front office is going to want to justify that pick. I don't know if he's going to overtake Aaron Jones as a starter, but is there a situation where he does get 13, 14 touches a week and because of that speed ends up averaging, you know, continuing to average five, you know, five, five and a half yards a carry? I don't think it's out of the realm of possibilities. And, you know, I mean, we haven't seen Aaron Jones uh, have more than 236 carries in any given mm-hmm. season. He is going into his fifth year. Um, he's had one fully healthy season, 12 games, 12 games, then a fully healthy season, then 14. So he's not been on the field a hundred percent of the time. There's definitely opportunity to be at. And I do think that this is an interesting chance to buy AJ Dillon because everybody is so off put by the Aaron Jones contract, but between the departure of Jamal Williams and potential mm-hmm. opportunity, given any, carries uh, that you know might be available should Aaron Jones succumb to injury I really like that I think he's got a lot of touchdown upside I love his size I think there's only one concern and it has I mean you would be (laughs) silly not to acknowledge the lack of receiving experience Um, had two total (laughs) two that was one two uh, receptions in the regular season last year Prior to that, he had 21 total receptions in his three years. Three years at Boston. That is an average of seven catches per season <laughs> for you math whizzes. What, I mean, what's the upside there well, we if saw you're with in a Derrick PPR Henry, right? format? Well, again, we've seen this with Derrick Henry, where Derrick Henry is basically a zero in the passing game. But because he's so efficient as a runner and he scores so many touchdowns, it doesn't matter. Now, again, I'm not saying he's Derrick Henry, but I think the value is good. Kate, I I just want to mention this. Um, (laughs) January of this year, his ADP was 81. February, 72. March, it was up to 50 on Dynasty League football. As we sit here in June, it's down to 99. So basically, it got cut in half his value. 
I and I understand why the Aaron Jones contract did, did that. I just think that's a little bit too far. He's currently, I believe, RB. Uh, yes, RB thirty-two right now in dynasty league football. Guys going ahead of him are like Melvin Gordon, Leonard Fournette, Ronald Jones, Tony Pollard. I think I'd rather have AJ Dillon than all those guys. Yeah, and you know what? Maybe maybe we'll see sort of a new regime come in uh, with the expected absence of Aaron Rodgers, with the potential starting quarterback Jordan Love. Uh, maybe we'll see some changing of the guard here in Green Bay. And as those tides turn, I think A.J. Dillon is a guy that has definitely a lot of touchdown upside. And I think that's a lot of what I see with Derrick Henry. He just needs to get I mean, part of what makes Derrick Henry so special is uh, not only the athleticism, but just the fact that he is the de facto guy and gets mm-hmm. so much volume. But can, can I give you a couple of trades just really, yes, really quickly? Please. Um AJ Dillon for Zach Moss. It, it was one that was completed a couple of weeks ago. Mm. Which one would you rather have? This is me liking the player better and liking the the receiving ability of Zach Moss a bit more. Sure. I'll take Zach Moss, but I do think that AJ Dillon probably has the higher ceiling for opportunity. But I'm going to chase the player and receiving okay. upside with Moss. But it's very That's close. That's very close. That- A.J. Dillon for Amari Rogers. Oh, A.J. Dillon. Yeah. A.J. Dillon for McCole Hardman. A.J. Dillon. So that's what I'm saying. You can get A.J. Dillon incredibly cheap right now. I, I just saw a trade where it was A.J. Dillon for uh, a second-round pick. So I think this is a good time to buy A.J. Dillon. It, it might be another year before you really have any confidence that you can start him. But again, I'm seeing trades for like Darnell Mooney, Marquise Brown, uh, Ronald Jones. There's these trades out there. Don't be afraid to go out uh, and send an offer for to the AJ Dillon owner who might be a little a little depressed about his current value. I I really like that. If you're a team that is in rebuild mode, I think he is the perfect acquisition perfect. because, yes. I mean, I I could see him being into his third season and having pretty minimal wear and tear as far as touch volume goes. I really like that. Anybody else before we get into the little pricklies? I'm going to call them the little <laughs> pricklies of this class because uh, I feel like all of these players that are next up on our slate were just enough to be a pain in the butt maybe to the value of other players on our dynasty sure, teams. Sure. But none of them really gave us a, a good bite to work with in 2020. No, I mean, we should mention Keyshawn Vaughn because he's on a really good team, but that is just such a crowded backfield. I, I'm almost at the point now where I would be kind of shocked if he even makes that Bucks team now that they brought in Giovanni Bernard. Uh, Darrington Evans, I'm not a, the biggest fan of. I think there's 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 going to be better options out there for the Titans. I mean, the issue is that I, Darrington yeah. Evans, uh, he's a capable receiver, and that's sort of the role that he would slot in for that offense but I mean the Tennessee Titans targeted the running back position at such a low rate it doesn't matter well and I also think if if Henry were to go down for any reason I I just don't believe that Evans would be the full-time back I actually think Brian Hill who's a little bit buried on their depth chart would actually be the quote-unquote starter and Evans would probably keep his same role so Again, I'm just not the biggest Darrington Evans fan. I I just don't see a breakout coming. All right, let's take a quick break, and when we get back, we will get into these prickly pairs 
that are some of these low-end <laughs> second-year running backs. We'll be right back. We've been telling you about Built Bar, the best-tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, amazing-tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. And now it is time to find out which Built Bar is the best. It is Built Bar Madness. Today's matchup is coconut versus birthday cake. Go to BuiltBar.com or go to at bar underscore built on Twitter. Remember to use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That is LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. And check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar. Just wanted to tell you guys about rockauto.com. It's a family business that has been serving auto parts to customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and they're the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in the how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. Welcome back into the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. We are talking second year running backs. We talked about A.J. Dillon, Keyshawn Vaughn, Zach Moss, but there are some of these guys that are coming up uh, and maybe we saw them get a little bit of work last season. So first we'll start with Anthony McFarland, uh, drafted by the Pittsburgh Steelers, but I'm going to be very straight up. Even if you liked Anthony McFarland as a prospect, I think he's the clear backup in this offense, but you need to be acquiring him at a dirt cheap price. Cause there is no universe in the world. There have been reports that Najee Harris is going to have to win the job. Get out of here with that noise. It's Najee Harris or bust. The Steelers are going to feed him. Is McFarland the best handcuff maybe to have at this price in the NFL? Probably. Probably, but there's still a part of me that believes that Mike Tomlin likes Benny Snell. And I don't understand why. I don't understand it. You don't think he does? No. No. I I Oh, as a Steelers fan who has watched <laughs> oh, I so agree. much Benny Snell. If you Snell. watch Benny Snell, I, there's, there's nothing to like. But it seems like the coaching staff likes him because they continue to roll him out there in situations where he just shouldn't be on the field. He shouldn't be on the field whatsoever. I mean, he has not yet surpassed 3.9 yards per carry in a it's season. So I mean, last year we wanted to talk about the offensive line so much there in Pittsburgh, but I mean, James Conner uh, ended up with like, a, I think it was 4.3 yards per attempt to Benny Snell's 3.3 yards per attempt. He just runs into brick walls. I don't see the upside. I do think that Anthony McFarland could offer some upside. So as the Pittsburgh fan, I would say if I'm picking a handcuff here out of the group, I'm taking Anthony McFarland. And I do think that um, all of these guys, because of the question marks here, are pretty similarly priced. 
Yeah. So I would feel comfortable sending out offers for Anthony McFarlane, especially if I am the Najee Harris manager. RB73 right now in Dynasty, so you can get him for basically nothing. Uh, How about Benny Snell? What's Benny Snell? Does it matter? No. I mean, Benny... No. (laughs) I mean... I, I like McFarlane at that price because I think what you're hoping for, Kate, is you're hoping that he's the next, what, Tony Pollard or Chase Edmonds. And that's, you know, that's somebody who you can use as an RB, you know, a low end RB2 with standalone value if he ends up getting enough touches. I do think he's explosive. Um, I, I think last year was just such a weird year for Anthony McFarlane with. Uh, you know, the, the guys in front of him, the no offseason, I do think he has a chance to have some value. Uh, but that's not the guy that I'm most excited about for these day three running backs. All right. How about I, I'm going to take my shot at who I think might be your most exciting guy. Is it LaMichael P. Ryan? It is not. But we can talk about oh, LaMichael P. Ryan. No, um, no. I'm, <laughs> oh, it, that's uh, fine. I mean, I, I just Michael P. Ryan might start, but I think eventually he's going to get surpassed by Michael Carter. I don't envision him as a long-term answer at all there in uh, in New York. I don't think uh, I'm not I'm not sure that really there is a long-term answer in New York. I think that Michael Carter uh, definitely has the chance, but you definitely need to have a um, you know I don't know if they need maybe some of that Michael Pirine size. He does have that edge that might give him an advantage sure. maybe on the goal line. <laughs> But I don't see a ton of upside in this no. rushing game until they get their entire offense put together. I'm not sure that there's a lot of upside. But, I mean, LaMichael Pirine, he does fit that build, 5'11", 216 pounds. It's just that when he got the opportunity, albeit in a really terrible offensive situation, um, had just 3.6 yards per attempt, uh, did see 15 targets. So he had, you know... A, a decent workload for as limited a role as he had. He saw some some work in the receiving game. I just don't see the upside. Not for, yeah. not for me. No. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about somebody I do like, Joshua Kelly. I, I do think that's somebody that I think is very interesting because, first and foremost, I think he was a, a decent prospect coming out of UCLA last year. He was a fourth-round pick. The speed was good, 449 uh, at 212 pounds. He also played a decent amount last year he had 134 touches on that offense now i know the efficiency wasn't there he only averaged 3.2 yards per carry 3.7 yards per touch for Uh, somebody that had 23 out of 23 catches for your your yards per touch to drop sub four that is that is not good it's bad um, but I do like the situation because I do think that Chargers team is going to be really good on offense. They upgraded their offensive line. They drafted Rashawn Slater. Uh, they brought in Corey Lindsay. They signed Matt Filer. Uh, and then on top of that, Austin Eckler is not the most durable guy ever. Um, he also has never got a big workload. Kate, do you know the most carries that Austin Eckler has ever gotten a season on? I don't. 132. Like That's the most carries he's ever gotten in, a, in his career. I think he's a fantastic player, but I think he's somebody that you want to, you kind of you, to pair with somebody else, and whether that's you know Justin Jackson or whether that's Joshua Kelly, I do think there's going to be touches available for another running back, and with Kelly already playing last year, kind of already establishing his spot on the roster, it would not shock me at all if we saw Kelly go from 134 touches last year to. 
180 this year. And with the price that he's going at right now, uh, I believe it's like running back 64 to get somebody that's going to get a lot of touches on a pretty good offense. I think that's that's not bad. All right. I love it. Guys, let us know which of these second-year running backs you're buying now in your Dynasty Fantasy Football Leagues. Talk to us at Locked On Dynasty. Be sure to uh, reach out to us. Let us know what you're thinking, who you're buying. Did we convince you to stay away from or to trade for any of these guys today? You can follow me at Twitter at FFBallBlast. And, of course, always give Marcus a follow at Marcus underscore Mosier. We will see you guys on Monday.